0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sam Elliott, 64, and welcome to the Robocast. I'm joined alongside...
1: Steve, the American Killjoy. And Walter Woodrow.
0: And it's time for the 32, the round of 32, or at least the first half of the round of 32. Yeah. Um, it's finally here, I suppose. I it's kind of, So I, exciting. I will, I will we finally we, made it. Before <laughs> we crack on that, I do want to say a massive thank you to everyone who's kind of responded to the last podcast we did with Pete Abramson, because that was just... It, there was a lot of really nice messages that we got, and it, it does mean a lot. And thank you all very, very much. It, it is definitely appreciated.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, sappy stuff out the way. We have a guest from one of the teams that's in the first half of the Round of 32. Introduce yourself.
2: Hi, I'm Jen Herkenroder. I'm the team captain for Hijinx.
0: Jen, welcome. Um, this season, obviously, kind of a bit different to previous seasons for you because you've been front and center of the team. You are the main lady. How is that being compared to Previously, when you've been in, you have been in other teams, I think, you know, Battle Royale in the past and obviously uh, Scorpios as well. How has it been being the one at the front, basically?
2: Uh, it's, it's, it's been fun. It has, a, there, there are a lot of behind the scenes things that you got to do that I, ha- I sort of had it in my head that I know how to do all those things. Like on Battle Royale with Cheese, I uh, was running the build for the most part uh, while other team members had full-time jobs and I was freelancing. So I had more time to handle all the things. I was like, yeah, I can totally handle this but I should have been a little suspicious at the end of season four, when I was talking to Orion, it was like, how would you feel about me being team captain? He was like, that'd be fine. I'm like, why are you so willing to let this happen? What do you <laughs> Just know?
1: Passing the buck over like, Oh, you can handle that. Whatever. <laughs> like, easier, that easier about- <laughs> stuff for me to do.
2: Because uh, you were
0: both part of Scorpius. Scorpius was his baby. Once upon a time. Yeah. Um, how did the, how did it come about that you were going to branch off and make your own team?
2: Well, um, I thought we both love Scorpios. Obviously, Scorpios is his own design, and he spent years refining that design, um, both running the team and then being behind the scenes, doing a lot of the, the new design, new CAD for it when um, Zachary Lytle ran the team in season four. So for, for me and Orion, uh, we, we both want to get better over time. We both want to build better robots. We want to get higher rankings. Like, It's fun to be there. It's fun to just build your robot and participate, but eventually like you want to get better than you were last year and you want to do better in the rankings. Like you want to progress as a person and as a builder. And at the end of season four, we'd realized that there were some rules interpretations about control and rules interpretations about damage that disadvantaged top attack robots. And yeah, the, the joke is like, well, do you want all four wheel drive vertical spinners? Because this is how you get all four wheel drive vertical spinners.
0: Oh, uh, boy. Uh, <laughs> so like, that, that topic's been exhausted at this point, hasn't it? <laughs> <me>? Right.
2: <laughs> uh, what we really you wanted need six to wheel do,
0: drive
1: vertical spinners.
2: <laughs> yes. More power in the drivetrain. Yes, ma'am. Well, we both really wanted to build a robot that was going to be competitive in a wide field of vertical spinners. We both really wanted to to maybe move away from trying to get the control points and, and, yeah, maneuver our way into victory and have like really decisive big hit victories. And BattleBots right now is all about high KE. So mm-hmm. we talked about a, a couple of kinds of robots we could build. And Orion has been building robots since 2004. If you ask him to show you the folder on his desktop, there's like 150 robot designs that he hasn't even made yet. He is wow. always thinking about, oh, I could do this, I could do that. I could incorporate this. So he has a hundred designs in his back pocket at any given point in time. If you have designed any kind of robot, he probably has one very similar you could ask him about. And so uh, we sat down with his computer and we're like, all right, this design, that design. Oh, I like that design. And uh, we settled on going with an undercutter uh, because taking out wheels and taking out undercarriages is very fun Mm -hmm. and I also I really enjoy horizontal spinners obviously it was my my first heavyweight was a horizontal spinner uh, and we wanted to have something that had a very long reach and very high kinetic energy and was also very fun to drive and was very fun to look at because at the end of the day if you're not building a robot that you enjoy you're probably doing it wrong
0: Mm -hmm. I I can't agree more I think that's pretty much our mantra really um, over here Um, obviously you end up with hijinks Let's talk about your preseason a little bit before we crack on with uh, your fight in the thirty-two. Um, there was
1: a lot of secrecy with this design well, of was. like we didn't know what there it looked was. like for the longest time.
0: We kept asking for the revealing of the secrets and it never came. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I will say I wasn't disappointed because it, it is pretty spectacular to look at. Because I mean, as someone who just likes to look at all the colors, that was enough for me. And then you know you see this enormous horizontal spinner and. It, Obviously, It reminded a little bit of robots you see in lower weight categories, but they don't generally they don't scale up because of the way that heavyweights work. But you guys thought, "Nah, we're gonna we're gonna do it." <laughs> and yeah, yeah. the scaling
2: it. is a difficult thing. Uh, the The little robots do not. It's on a one to one scale, or or even like a squared scale. The they're totally different when you get to larger weight classes. That's a true story. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about your preseason. Obviously um you started off against claw viper that was a pretty tough challenge if like judging from how well claw viper just dealt with you and they pretty much perfectly countered you which is a bit of a shame but we didn't get to see what you could do until a bit later on but um how how did you feel that fight went
2: well uh from for me being ringside i get to see things that don't show up on camera which is very fun Mm -hmm. like there was an unstick in that match that never made it onto tv uh we we did disable their weapon and we did tear chunks off of the bottom of their robot there was for us all the way up until the drive stopped working we were really confident that we were going to be able to take a win somehow like we were going to be able to outdamage them for sure but uh you know uh, grand disappointments we did not foresee that both gearboxes uh, for the drive on the left and the right you know one broke then the other mm-hmm. and it was Something that we just couldn't test for back at the old hackerspace—you mm. can't spin up the weapon and run into a wall and do that safely when there are, are potentially people nearby or even vehicles. So we we had anticipated that when the robot made a big hit, it would move like the robot would respond by bouncing in the same way Tombstone does. We thought that that was going to be true for our wheels. We have one-inch thick UHMW that is bike tire treaded, very similar to Huge's wheels, except ours are solid. Uh, The bike tire tread on that wheel on that floor actually gripped. And so instead of us bouncing away from the opponent, we tended to plant during the hit,
1: Mm. which is all that energy goes through you into the floor. It's awful. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. So all that energy goes right back up into the drivetrain. And so first we broke you know, a sun gear on one side and we broke a planetary gear on the other side. And both of the gearboxes were just pooped. Uh, yeah. So you can see at the end of that fight, like we're we're sitting there trying to move like, no, yeah. the weapon is still going. The weapon, the weapon never stopped for the in, entire season and postseason. It, it, we spent so much time testing that with our big safety disc. But yeah, we had a drive failure. We immediately fixed it within an hour after the match, pulled it out, figured out what went wrong, pulled the keyways, pulled the keys out of the uh, drive shafts. Um, and got like a reasonable torque spec for using the hubs as a clamp and went back in. We've never had that problem again. So mm-hmm. really like sucks. It was our first fight, new robot. We just didn't know that was going to happen.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's the thing we, yeah. is a
2: great robot though. It's got oh, yeah. like an extra 200 pounds of downforce on the magnets. It's very fast, but they did still manage to ramp themselves up over our tail, which is like one of the results that we wanted for our tail wedge. Yeah, uh, so it was very fun to watch right up until the drive stopped working. Was,
0: <laughs> Definitely, it was, it, you were winning right until you weren't. Like, yeah,
2: <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> and it's a- and you know Claw Viper is a great robot. It's got it has some testing. You know, it's, it showed up at uh, Robot Ruckus a while back. So mm. Kevin Milchaski and his team, they've done a great job with the robot. It's very fast, little brick. So mm-hmm. I, you know, to take nothing away from their victory, they did win. They came better prepared. Sure.
0: Um, obviously, your second fight hasn't been aired on TV yet, so I won't dwell too long on it. It was a win against Tracer, and then yeah. fight three, the fight against Chomp. Now, when you won this one, it it, it showed on like on camera quite lot like how much this one meant to you because of you know the respect you have for, for Zoe and the team. And you mentioned taking out wheels and what have you. Did you imagine taking out legs?
2: <laughs> uh, it's there. There was rumored that there was going to be one or two walking robots potentially at BattleBots this year, um, and in a field of you know, 60 to 80 robots, the odds that you were going to fight one of the walking robots was going to be pretty low. Um, Zoe Stevenson's robot is, is just it's such a technological marvel. What that team does is just it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like I have some pictures that I snuck like under the skirt, pardon the phrasing, backstage <laughs> of the <laughs> of the of the feet and the legs coming together. And it's like, God, this is so beautiful. Like I almost hate to fight it, but at the same time, like, what a cool enormous like this is a 500 pound murderous insect like creeping towards you on six precision cut legs like ah oh man it was very exciting did you feel
0: slightly guilty hitting it at all like as as much as you want to win of course it's
1: on on legs right well they know what they're getting themselves themselves into at this point absolutely
2: (laughs) uh going into the fight I felt uh, no guilt at all. I felt uh, like I had no anticipation yes. of feeling guilty. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a tough fight. This is 500 pounds of object that we have to do something about. Mm. Uh, and they have an armored skirt around the legs to protect them. So I is was like we could do really well. But what if we just bounce off the skirt over and over again and we have a really bad fight? Or like, what if they put that hammer point right in the middle of our weapon stack like I they mean, could yeah. have done for bite Force? They yeah. had like, that this amazing
0: shot. Very, like, yeah. you know, that, that photo you'd be posted afterwards where you, like, it nearly hit you. That, like, I, I don't know what it was. There's, there's a hole at the front of the robot. Is that the, the
2: switch? So we have uh, a hardened steel pin that we slide from the top of the robot into the weapon stack. And there are holes cut all the way in the central aluminum gear. And that locks the weapon in place so it can't move. It's a safety feature that we have to have for transporting and setting up the robot. Sure. Uh, but yeah, we also have lightning holes on the main armor uh, up top. And we added another plate of armor on top of that. <laughs> but yeah, they, they almost hit the safety hole <laughs> on our weapon stack. Uh, it was very close. Who
0: needs LIDAR, right? Who needs LIDAR? Yeah, <laughs> uh, is so good.
1: <laughs> well, he's like the king of the hammer bots. I mean, you had a judge for so long. You think you oh, know yeah. what he's doing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, of course you did win. Did you think at that point you'd done enough to get into the thirty-two? Because obviously, it, it was so close. We, we, we've you know talked it into the ground at this point. You know there were so many teams in and around that kind of bubble at the you know the the lower end of the thirty-two. Did you think you'd done enough to get in?
2: Uh, I was I was hopeful. Um, I was very hopeful, but mm. yeah, you know, the Claw Viper fight didn't go the way we wanted it to. The fight with Tracer. Like we won, but it was, it was so short. It wasn't a good demonstration of what our robot could do. Uh, so it wasn't, it wasn't a great fight for either team. It, mm-hmm. Like it was a short, decisive fight, but it wasn't like a good demonstrative fight and going into the chomp fight. We're like, this is, this is all or nothing. If we don't pull out something really good here, we're probably going to have to, you know, pack it up for next season, which was absolutely not what I wanted. Sure. Uh you know, like no, I am I. I fundamentally acknowledge that I am not entitled to my place at BattleBots. I am not entitled no. to my place in the tournament, but I work for it very hard. Mm. And it would uh, be
0: disappointing if you had. It
2: would have it. been very disappointing. Sure. Uh, I, yeah. But uh, I think after the Chomp fight, we were like, this is that was good. Everything about that was good. Uh, it showed what both robots could do. Uh, there was thank you for Chomp for bringing the flames, and we got like nice sparks and big hits. <laughs> uh it looked good from every angle like i felt great after that fight i was like i think we got it i think this is going to be it between that and the footage we had in the test box showing the drive and the weapon continuously working and i think we also put together a really good package for Battlebots. our team hmm. is great our team is fun to work I mean, the with look, the look like- as well like the, the kind of the jackets
0: yeah. and you know the kind of <laughs> yeah. there's lots of colors as well which obviously everyone loves to see on tv you know it's, it's all well and good seeing you know the ninth, you know, black machine or silver <laughs> machine, but something that catches your eye as well is is going to stand out.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. So we get to the bracket. Obviously, if you haven't seen the eleventh episode of Battlebots, now is the time to absolutely click off because we are going to start spoiling bracket results. So yep. click off. You know, go and watch the episodes. Do what you need to do, and then come back and then listen to us. Yep. Um, the episode starts with Tombstone and Mad Catter.
1: Just right into the fire right away.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do feel really bad for Mad Catter because obviously they have this amazing yeah. season. They, they go three and zero, oh, and then because Tombstone had a bad one, yeah, they, they end up down at you know C twenty one, and they're like, oh yeah, you'll you fight Mad Catter next. It is such a shame to see Mad Catter's season end so early, but I think yeah. they can hold their heads quite high. I, I feel like they were just a bit unlucky in this fight as well. That Tombstone was back to its best and picking off every little weakness that Mad Catter had, which there aren't many. So watching the fight
3: back, it doesn't seem at first that they've done all that much damage. There's mm-hmm. They've taken off the sort of HDPE wheel pod guards, which is what they're designed to do. They are meant to be ablative. They're the sort of shatter extra armor to Mad Catter. Obviously... They then struggled to drive and it's not until the very end of the fight that you see that mad Catter is a banana shape now and the entire underside of the robot is just like a happy little face um <laughs> but unfortunately um with very little contact with wheels to
0: ground um and you mentioned I'd, wheels they did hit tombstone's wheel and i did th- they I did mean, i do think that wheel wasn't working for most of the fight because no, it was, i it think it's not not driving true was it tombstone
3: they'd certainly had some sort of damage to it and You know, Madcatcher is one of very few robots that have managed to get to the wheels. They've taken a few hits from it, but this is the first time I've really seen Tombstone have the entire Mm -hmm. wheel exposed to a weapon that is still
0: running. On another day, that could have gone quite easily the other way. If that wheel comes off or something, like, because it was still able to to turn, I think that was the difference between this fight and the Scorpius fight, in the fact that in the Scorpius fight, the wheel stops and it's kind of stuck and it's eased. Whereas in this fight, it still turns, and I think that definitely helped Tombstone out in terms of its own control. Like, Yes, of course, it wasn't 100%, but it was better than just literally just turning on one side and not able to fully maneuver itself as they would have liked to.
1: On another day... It came off in the Scorpios fight. Totally, yeah.
2: Yeah, the whole pod came out.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. On another day, this could have been very similar to the Remar's event when it fought Witch Doctor. Mm -hmm. If it just got a more direct hit on that wheel pod... It, it could have been curtains for tombstone and we would have not seen Ray move on, but he made a good tactical change here. He changed to the shorter blade, uh, the AR 500 blade worked pretty much perfectly. Uh, I don't, I don't think he would be arguing that he would have chosen a different, a different approach. It worked exactly to plan. And I really do feel bad for Mad Cat or I, I echo everybody's sentiments. I really love this robot. I love the way it looks. I love the way it drives. I love I love the team. I'm so sad to see them go so early.
3: Sith Lord takes another one. Such a shame. It is worth saying that I think this one was a card breaker for a lot of people who might have predicted yeah. how it might have gone. I know, certainly in a group that we are in, that this fight went very split. And uh, I think a lot of people thought Mad Catter might have Tombstone's number. Obviously, Mad Catter is making moves in the right direction towards sort of your bite force levels. of, Um, shape and design. And I know for this fight that they had a weapon very similar to Bite Forces. So, you know, you see what happened with Bite Force versus Tombstone last year. You see Mad Catter come in to go up against Tombstone this year and you go, oh, are we going to see the same thing again? Not quite.
2: quite, Lesson learned.
3: (laughs) Maybe in the future. But who'd have thought that a robot that came along just showed up out of the blue last just year, yeah, and and said we've got a robot. Can we fight? Sure, yeah. why not? Um, <laughs> that they would then go on to go three and zero and have a fight against Tombstone that did finally take them out, but they managed to get a solid hit to that wheel.
0: They did. I think they can't really complain about their season. That like, you know they've they've you know they've they fought a Waachi team. They obviously fought Ribbot and one who Ribbot we'll get to a bit later on was so impressive. Um, of course, they beat Malice as well. To to lose the tombstone, you, you can't really complain, can you? Because they've they've won it all. Tombstones won it yeah. all. If 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 you lose the tombstone, then you know you've done something right, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Tombstone is definitely one of the robots that if if you intend to go onto the giant nut, that is a robot that you want to fight on the way there to. Yep. That's your test of metal. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, well, speaking of tests of metal, uh, <laughs> fight number two. <laughs> Uppercut ah. versus Hijinx. Um, where, where do
1: I begin? Where do I redeem, do I redeem ah. those Sky Miles?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, first of all, obviously, you get your seeding. You get seeded, uh, was it 29? 28? 29? Yeah, 29. That's right. Then you see you're fighting Uppercut, who have been, let's be quite frank here, kicking ass and taking names this season. Like They've been dishing out some serious hits. What was your first instinct, you know, Thinking, oh god, we've got to fight that, or we kind of relishing the challenge. Oh, this was
2: this was an oh crap moment because <laughs> <like>, <laughs> you saw season four when Scorpios fought Uppercut. We're like, of course, yeah, this is this oh, yeah. kind of
0: trying to get some some honor back for for the team, I suppose. Yeah. Uh,
2: so uh, yeah, Uppercut ended Scorpios' winning streak in season four, and. Mm. That was part of the initiation of the conversation of, well, what kind of robot do we want to build next? What kind of robot can we throw into a big field of vertical spinners that do high damage and take advantage of physics? Uh, So, on the one hand, this was like, all right, this is one of the robots that's kind of on the list of if you're going to try to go through a whole tournament, you have to be able to take these people out. Um, On the other hand, like, ah, crap.
0: Really? You see what they done to Saw earlier in the season, uh, right?
2: You saw, and Sawblaze is another like they're their own legend unto themselves. Yeah. They've, yeah. Jameson Go is a, an absolutely legendary designer at this point in every weight class. So I'm looking at this like, well, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna get all the spares ready. We're gonna be as ready as we can be. We're gonna tune everything in. We're gonna test. We're gonna have the batteries get out, charge the batteries, go do everything, every single thing that we can possibly do to get ourselves ready for this fight. We're doing it right now. We're doing Mm -hmm. everything. Uh, And the team was completely on board with that because we all wanted uh, a really good result. Uh, Yeah, and then... (laughs) God (laughs) damn it!
1: Yeah. You guys (laughs) had a chance, man. I I I swear.
0: It was your face when you just... The the camera cuts to you you a Orion, and you're just there like... Your mouth is just open just staring just thinking oh my god has this just happened like it was just the, the it's the baffling perfect- that he keeps getting this
3: shot how is he doing it <laughs> how is he how is he doing it just he, tease he up the got robots it with gemini goes- he tried it with zorblaze <laughs> and now hijinks comes
0: along and and ha- has the same fate it's the, the thing that i i took away from this fight for, for me was like when you can see on the slow mo replay a little bit more, but you can you can see it in normal time as well. Is your blade stops like dead when when you've hit it? Like it's it's like you've you've kind of connected in such a way where it's all the energy from you and them kind of dissipating all together, and you've kind of gone your own way because it's it's both of your weapons hitting it. I think I don't know if it was the weapons hitting each other or what, but yes, that's so what it looks it, like to me.
2: It was it was direct weapon on weapon contact. Uh, and it, it's. I have uh, photographs of what happened to each of those weapons after the fight that I haven't posted on social media yet. Cause I was hoping to give people like a couple of days, sure. you know, cause like it, the episode comes out right before the weekend and some people will, will save it for the weekend and mm-hmm. you know, sit down and enjoy it at a leisurely pace. I respect that. I watch it as soon as it comes out. <laughs> <Don't we all? laughs> but, so, so what had happened was there, there are two hits. Um, there's two contacts uh, and, and the energy behind each of those contacts is massive. So on the uppercut weapon, when our when the end of our weapon makes contact with the middle of their weapon uh, and they're both, I believe they are running AR500 as well. So mm-hmm. we're running an AR500 three quarter inch thick blade. When our weapon makes contact with their weapon in the middle, we cut uh, a channel in their weapon. The wow. steel on steel contact left a, a gash through their weapon. When their weapon hit ours on the underside, that there was so much energy in that hit, it permanently deformed our bar. With It's now like a bit of a banana shape, actually. Uh, <laughs> the, the energy transferred through that, the paint exploded off of the top of our weapon. Uh, there's literally like a fractal pattern of the energy <laughs> propagating through the weapon and blowing the paint off. And, and... There's a blue streak on the bottom of our chassis where our own weapon deformed so much. It made contact with the underside of our chassis. So like this was not just a, a one in a million hit that like we envelope perfect hit the side of the, of the glass. Mm. The amount of energy in that hit was like an explosion. (laughs) So like permanently deforming AR 500, which doesn't like to bend. That's not what it wants to do.
1: Mm-mm.
2: And the, like, the paint transfer from our weapon onto our chassis, and then the fractal explosion of paint off the bar, and the gash in their bar. It was like, there was so much energy in this hit. Oh my god, so if, this were like two, if this were two cars running into each other, one of them was totaled
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it was it was spectacular i mean you know as much as the fight was very short I mean, what a way yeah. to go <laughs>
2: I, mean- ah, I mean the good news about it being a short fight because we were prepared to have like a day of hard terrible repairs from all of the damage uppercut was going to do uh we actually just like we took the bar and the tail off and swapped in a new bar and a new tail and uh, and then we were like ready to fight and we do keep the robot in fight ready condition because in the tournament if If like if you get knocked out, but then both of the people who were fighting after you, if they are both fundamentally disabled, you may be called back in because Mm -hmm. the show must go on. Yeah,
0: there needs to be someone to to take the fight, right?
2: Exactly. So we keep the robot ready. Um, I'll tell you this. This other thing as well. One of the cool things that happened at the end of the fight was there was a fabrication flaw that was actually my fault in in the tail, Uh, and that forced me to go inspect all of the other tails, and I found the same like kind of error. There was a there was a very good thick beefy weld on the top of the tail and then running down the two side rails there was a very much thinner weld that had gone in a bit cold so after this fight i also took all those tails out to lincoln electric thank you lincoln they let me use their uh welding gear to basically cut into and re-weld the four remaining tails so that we would never have that kind of failure again so every time mm-hmm. we go into a fight we learn something we might find a flaw we might find a failure and then we immediately repair fix and improve the robot based on that so uh, there's nothing lost essentially for putting the robot in the arena you will always gain some sure. knowledge Absolutely.
1: no Absolutely. big time Absolutely. And, and we we learned that last week from Pete we're like and i think he said earlier we like there's no way to test this thing outside of the battle box and there's also a huge uh, there's a huge learning curve when you get there for the first time a lot of these teams that just have never brought a battlebot to 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 the to the show before if their first fight doesn't go as well as it is cool, they just got some really good R and D and now they can go back and fix everything that broke and then come back better. Uh, That's what's really great about this regular season format, honestly, because it's a it's a shame to see robots that come up and have like Scorpius is a great example uh, when it first showed up and it gets stuck in the screws. And you're like, well, great, cool. Now I have to wait a whole nother year to see this robot again, Uh, just because there was one flaw that we did that that wasn't thought of at the time. And then all of a sudden now you drive it once and you're like, all right, next time, we know what to do. And now you come back and it's, it, it's, it's even better than it was before. So there's a huge benefit to being able to get in there for the first time, maybe have everything blow up and then come back and then go to the pits and make all your fixes. Sure it and doesn't happen again, basically. Exactly. I think so as I well, that,
0: like, you know. like as much as your season ends, maybe a little bit prematurely, you know, going out in the round of 32, were you disappointed with how it ended or was it just kind of a, a case of, at the end of the day, the robot you're fighting was just too too good on the day.
2: Uh, well, I, I'll tell you, there's there's no shame in losing to a very good robot. There's mm-hmm. there's just no shame in doing your best, going into the arena, and then getting taken out by by a top level robot. And it was the number four seed for the entire tournament. Yeah, so. yeah. Like for a reason, they've yeah. done a very good job on that. Um, <sighs> I, for, it, it is disappointing. I did want to go further. Yeah. Uh, I set top sixteen as the goal for what I wanted the team to do, and the team was completely on board. Uh, you know, Orion, and, Orion <laughs> has been
0: doing this yeah, even they, longer, they and like made it before, had they like even with Scorpius I hadn't I hadn't made the top sixteen until you know maybe, yeah. maybe not even this year yet, but like they they hadn't made the bracket ever, which surprises me. The more I think about it, because mm-hmm. it's been so good for so long, and and yeah. it hasn't made that top sixteen.
2: Yeah, Scorpios made top twenty four. Yeah. in season four. And that, mm-hmm. that had been like, you know, episodes haven't aired yet. So that to date, that is the highest they've gotten. And then, um, the loss was to Lockjaw, another mm-hmm. vertical spinner.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, I will say if we had been, it could have gone a, a lot of ways, that any robot, any robot could have a good day and take you out.
3: Sure.
2: That's, there's or anything could go wrong. There's so much about this that is luck. And the best thing you can do is work hard and prepare yourself and then hope that luck is on your side. Uh, this was unlucky. Mm-hmm. Um, if the fight had gone on, it would have been a much more brutal fight. We probably would have walked away with a lot more damage. We probably would have done a lot more damage to Uppercut. We had tuned in our weapon very well at that point. Um, I, I don't know who would have won, honestly, if it had gone a full three minutes. Uppercut is a gnarly and very powerful robot. So walking away with a functioning robot that we had spares to immediately repair, walking away with our motors intact, our ESCs intact, like the expensive electronics exactly, were all fine. Exactly, because it costs a lot of
0: money, right, as well? Oh, yeah. That's,
2: that's it another does. <laughs> yeah, having a really good fight can also be a very expensive day for you.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just ask Donald Hudson. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> is there a... What does the future hold for hijinks? So is there a is there a design in, in place to like a, avoid it from getting toastered again? But I mean, for how <laughs> often that's ever going to happen... Yeah. Um,
0: of course um, I, I am respectful of that as well but we are recording this around at the time when BattleBots applications are currently going in so if of course share as much as you're willing to share
2: Pe- peter greg if you're listening <laughs> peter um selection committee hi how are you i hope you're having a very nice 2021 uh so list of upgrades so first off um we had two tail configurations for 2020 we had the horizontal and the vertical tail. The vertical tail had an articulated wedgelet on the end that worked extremely well in the slamo fight. If you've seen Bounty Hunters, and it worked very well in the claw viper fight. If you uh, you know going back, um, it did not work in the uppercut fight, and we know that now. Um, the horizontal tail configuration—you have to watch Bounty Hunters to see what that does. It's very fun. We have a brand new tail configuration that it should be better able to counter vertical spinners, and. That, that's just thing one. We've already tested it. We went out and had a sparring match with Tantrum. Uh, Tantrum got themselves slipped over our tails. Very entertaining for everyone. And <laughs> like good data because we can't really do a lot of testing in the offseason. We went out to an abandoned like airstrip parking lot and mm-hmm. ran the robots into each other for a little while, like a little playtime. So we got new tail. Uh, we have a new bar. We have two new bar options one i will tell you about the other one i'm going to keep in my pocket because i like having <laughs> secrets mm-hmm. uh, but we do have an even stouter <laughs> even beefier uh, bar configuration of four for, for taking loads better vertical load forces nice. so <laughs> we're not gonna banana another bar again <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna change that um, we're gonna keep the two bars that we currently have and then add this new bar to the lineup so that we are more modular Um, We're changing the way the tail attaches to the robot. Uh, The chassis is is basically getting an elongation backward. And and part of that is that we're upgrading the motors from the new motor 8025s to the 8038s. And there's two reasons for that. One is um, it's been a little hard to get our hands on the 8025s. They've been out of stock for a little while. And we want to make Mm -hmm. sure that we have adequate spares. Um, But also the 8038s are just beefier. Uh, They can take a higher amp, which means we can spin up a little bit faster. We can pour more juice into them. So. Those two motors are being moved slightly back. Uh, They won't be directly parallel the way we have it currently set up, so we're changing the weapon stack to accommodate larger motors. Uh, The drive, we have already improved. We've already improved in like three different ways, uh, and it's running very well. We've got um, gearboxes coming in that are beefier. Uh, We've got new... Motors. We, we're testing out three options, so I'm not going to tell you which one we're going with right now. But That's we've fine. got three motor options on deck. We've got a new beefier gearbox on deck. We have a new ha- um. Uh, we have a new hub. We have everything is going to be basically everything that worked about the robot. We are improving, and everything that didn't work, we're just we're throwing away.
0: away. Oh no, yeah,
1: definitely.
2: Yeah,
0: very good. I'm I'm very, very excited exciting. to see where where Hydro goes because obviously I th- I think it's fair to say like as much as you know. We went into this season kind of thinking, okay, it may do quite well. I think it's kind of turned a few heads, and I think it's done better than maybe most people expected, considering it is a new machine at the end of the day. Mm. Like As much as you guys are experienced, it is a fresh start, and you're going to find new problems all the time. So, well done for a good season. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Anytime. (laughs) Fight three, Black Dragon and Mm. Slammo. We did say it was going to be a tough match for Craig, uh, Danby when we kind of did the, the preview for the 32 and so it proved uh i yeah. think one thing that he did mention on online since then though is the um is the fact that he went quite conservative with the kind of uh, setup that he went with he went for the the plow rather than like the forks and i think mm. he kind of thought well in hindsight if i'm going to take the hits from the spinner anyway maybe i should have just gone for the forks and just try to win rather than not lose i think Who was it? It was was Jerome Miles. The quote I remember from many, many years ago now when he fought Witch Doctor with Red Devil was, if I put the plow on, yes, I might survive, but I'm going to lose. If I put the Mm -hmm. forks on, I might lose, but I might be able to hold them and might be able to win. Mm -hmm. So why not try and win rather than not lose? And I think that could have been what did, did Craig in on this occasion is the fact that Yes, of course. You know you don't want to see your robot damaged to a point where it's it's very sore. But at the same time, if you're going to lose anyway, you may as well try. And I think that's pretty much where his his head was at. And it, you know, you come up against the Brazilians that you know how good they are with with Black yeah. Dragon at this point. They've won fight after fight in live events and in battle. It's dialed in. Yeah, uh-huh. but it's a shame to see you know Craig go out so early. But credit to Black Dragon, they did the job that they needed to do.
3: Yeah. If I may take us over to a new area that I've just made called Controversy Corner, uh, where we debunk <laughs> the controversy of the week. Oh um,
0: back off. We do need we do we do need a uh, a, a segment to this really good. <laughs> <laughs> at this point.
3: Yeah, um the back off line. So to put a bit of context behind why he might have said it, first of all, um, uh, you know, adrenaline is running high, everybody's oh yeah. very on edge and you know, it's a win-loss, you don't want to lose. And um <laughs> You also don't want to come out of the fight binned. Um, Secondly, Craig has fought uh, teams at things like RoboGames, and he is used to or has had experience in taking late hits um, from teams such as maybe Warrior, maybe uh, the uh, Reobots team, but he is used to taking late hits when a robot is dead. Mm. He did not want that. Therefore, he is asking them in a way i mean also you've got the perspex screen in between, gonna say, like which is going to be even well. more difficult so he was raising his voice to be heard i feel like back off was much nicer than um, what he could have said yeah. than an, a, another
1: four letter word that ends with k
2: yes this this was so surprising to me like leading up to I, I hadn't i hadn't seen that part of the fight. Uh, i hadn't mm-hmm. seen like that little bit but I, mm. but there was already like controversy building up, especially in the BattleBots Facebook group oh, and, and other places. And so I went in to watch the fight, thinking, "Oh, Craig said something terrible." Craig did, and then it gets to that point, and he just says, "Back off!" I'm like, "That's it. You're upset that he said back off." <laughs> well. uh, like, uh, he
0: he'd actually said on on, uh, on Twitter himself afterwards, like it, you know, he didn't. He says at the time it probably was a mistake, you know. But he was, it, as he said, he was the heat of the moment. It was adrenaline is running high. And as we've mentioned already, you spend thousands of dollars on these machines, thousands of pounds on these machines. If they get damaged in such a way where, you know, maybe a motor gets damaged, maybe an ESC gets damaged accidentally, of course, you know, the armor's there to be be hit and what have you. Yeah,
1: it's battle bots, you know. I mean, there's going to be damage, but once the fight's over, sportsmanship, I guess, I don't know. Yeah.
2: yeah, but also, like, let's let's reel back our memories for a moment and think yeah. about how many teams, how many captains, how many people, including myself, are in like, during a fight, just screaming at the camera. Sometimes they cut to you, and you're like, yes! Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes they cut to you, and you're like, no! <laughs> like, this, everyone's emotions are on high uh, mm-hmm. all the time, and if, I, I tend to think, like, if your emotions are not on high during a match, you might be a robot yourself. <laughs> but, I, but like what he said was back off. I'm like that's that's,
3: that's so inoffensive. Yeah. That's just yeah.
2: it's. Why are you upset about that? I think I, the <laughs> other
3: thing to note is that the the land of TV likes stories. Oh uh, yeah, Craig has been painted as the villain in Robot Wars. He's, I mean, you know he. <laughs>
2: Well, he did he- tag my robot in the pits. <laughs> I
0: oh, no. was so about this. There was a bit of Twitter. <laughs> you got gnomed. Because of the... Um, of course, we he got gnomed. Obviously known. fought each other in, um, in band tennis, which we'll probably discuss on, on another occasion sometime in the future. But, you know, obviously you, you fought Craig mm-hmm. as well. Like, you know, how... What more could he have done, do you think, in this fight? Because Black Dragon is just so good and they have yeah obviously this robot has been around for a couple of years now in in battlebots obviously they've got smaller versions of black dragon they've worked their way through the different weight classes with the I think I think a similar machine correct me if I'm wrong but what could he have done because black dragon is just so good
2: black dragon is very good and they and they also continuously improve and like even the season when black dragon fought Kraken Kraken's a very good robot at this point it's had continuous improvement over time and Kraken did an extremely like, as good a job as you possibly could do of controlling the fight with Black Dragon. And uh, so, like, in terms of control bots Kraken and Slammo versus Black Dragon, um, it, that's a hard fight for a control robot. It's, it's difficult to say that, uh, that Craig did anything wrong, or that he could have done something more. Like, maybe a different configuration, uh, being a bit less conservative in the pits before the fight. That's probably the only, the only difference he could have done. Black Dragon is a hard-hitting, heavy robot. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it, they're the very maneuverable as well. Oh my
0: gosh, yeah, yeah, and very well driven. You know, they, they're so very well driven, as, as we've yeah. we've said as well. Sometimes the draw just doesn't favor you, and I think this this was entering at the very highest level for Slamo. Like, this yeah. is the first time that Craig's been in the bracket at BattleBots as well, and I think mm-hmm. he. Of course, he'll go away. And, you know, he'll make a million more configurations for Slamo. Slamo will be oh, yeah. back next year, um, without doubt, because I'm fairly sure he he's is... with, with Slamo, isn't he? Yeah,
3: he's already made a video for his own YouTube channel saying that Slamo will return. He is making a version two. It yeah. has already begun production. He's already started making it because I think that was one of the best things he could do last year was start
1: early and yeah. have and so much to... time for testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, I think. That what a nice starting well. point.
1: You know, what a nice, what a a nice, good frame to start with something that's stout. Uh, I mean, it did get kicked in this fight and it's unfortunate that like we, we didn't see, I I wanted to see the suplex again.
0: Yes, Um, of course. But but look who Black Dragon have beaten in the past you know, they've, they've beaten teams like Minotaur and Bloodsport and you know, anything else in between. They are just so, you know, they've beaten top level machines. There's no disgrace (laughs) going out to a team, you know, much like yourself, Jen, you know, at the end of the day, they are the fifth seed for a reason. Like sometimes. Yeah. You can't complain. No. Fight four, uh, the last fight of this kind of quadrant, if you like, is uh, Ribot and Beta. What were they thinking? Oh, the USS Beta. For for those that don't know, um, Beta has used, well, not Beta, another robot from... This team, Team Hertz, and you know Gabe Shroud as well, has used this setup before. I, I will put an image up here um, for those watching on YouTube. I'm sorry mm-hmm. if you're listening on Spotify; you can't see this.
1: Sam. Please put the image up. Oh, really? You always forget.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will do it this time. Basically, um, Tanshi, when they fought the Extreme yeah. Robots uh, in 2019, kind of had like this the similar setup that Beta had with kind of like the walls and kind of like a little bit of an undercut, if you like, on either side to yeah. kind of negate Verts,
3: but... Going we- back even further, they used the same configuration in King of Bots against a Vert, and oh. it went
1: just about as well. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm thinking.
0: That's, th- that that's
1: th- the memory I have.
0: As much as Beta probably dropped the ball, and I think it's fair to say that they... I think they did, as much as it pains me to say it, because I, I do love John and his machines. You
1: are a Hertz fan. through, am, and, through. And, mm.
0: it, it, and it just hurts me right now to see... As much as it hurts me to see beta losing the way it did ribot were excellent and i think the way that beta's season's gone i'm not surprised
3: yeah yeah the the tactics i think of that ring were there and they were solid of course and even david jinn after the fight said we didn't know how that was going to go we we honestly didn't know if we were going to be able to get purchased on the the frame I think had it gone a bit lower down I don't know they had Ribot had wedgelets I feel like they were always going to get underneath
1: even if uh, they had the wedge
3: yeah, maybe, yeah I think so and I think it would have hurt Beta more with the wedge mm-hmm. than maybe it did here but you know unless Beater are going to bring in wedgelets yeah I think it's the only way to fight wedgelets is with wedgelets I'm not sure I'm not a proper
1: I just did here. I just um, didn't see how they were going to win with this configuration and I, no. I, they were going to have a tough time I anyway understand
0: the logic like to, to have a nice vertical service where something instead of flinging you away it kind mm-hmm. of grazes off you cuz you know it, it kind of works if if you use if you use HDPE in, in 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 some cat you know weight categories or you know UHMW if it's if it's flexible enough it can work it can kind of take the hits rather than flinging you the other way it's yeah. just that when it doesn't work and they catch you just so like Ribot did over and over and oh, over again it was it was it was very sad because you can see all the back of beta as well like the kind of exposed kind of growth yeah. wheels at the back it's just kind of all collapsing in on itself it, it's very sad it because- did
3: expose a lot of weaknesses with this version of beta yes. in so yeah. for the first time Beta has had a gas leak as well yeah um because Beta up until this season was electric. I say Mm -hmm. up until, it's only fought in one other season. Um, But yeah, (laughs) it's always been an electric hammer. And you know, maybe that was, I can see why he changed to running pneumatics because it is his bread and butter. He's always run pneumatics. But I feel like electric hammer is potentially more durable in the sense of, yeah, yeah, if you're Mm. fighting sort of multiple fights. I don't know. I. Yeah, I think this was going to be a difficult I mean, I don't one know how it.
1: I don't know how anything could be more durable when you're getting kicked in the face like that. Honestly, we'll know that and is, something's yeah, so going to break.
3: Yeah, um, and Ribot was on form. I mean, this was this was Ribot back at its best, and I mean, we saw a bit of it against Axolotl, but I feel both of these have maybe had slightly weaker opponents to what they're used to. I mean, Ribot faced two newcomers to get to the round of 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beta has faced two newcomers to get to the round of 32. This was, I think. Other than Rotator, which I feel Beta is used to fighting horizontals, it's set up to fight them. This was its biggest test yet, and it kind of failed it. Well,
0: obviously, Jen, genuine you were there. Um,
1: yeah. We can talk as much as we want, my yeah, my comfy like you, arm. Jared. I'm
0: sure. I'm sure. I'm, <laughs> you, I'm sure you can give us some kind of insight because, it, as much as you know, we can say, okay, Beta maybe should have done this. What what could they have done? Because for, for me, like as much as Beta weren't at the races here. Ribot clearly were, and I feel like Ribot just did what they did best, and they really, really took advantage of what was going on.
2: Yeah, I mean, without dropping any spoilers, like Ribot consistently puts on uh, a very good show. They are consistently, uh, again, like doing more work on the robot and, and improving it. But it, it was never a slouch robot in the first place. Uh, mm. It's it's done well a couple years in a row now. So. Yeah. Are, are we sleeping on robot Is is that that's like as well?
0: Are we are we underestimating what it can actually do?
2: David Jin and his team they they do a very good job. They pay a, a lot of attention to what's happening inside of the robot. Like you may have noticed this year, they actually did a bit about the telemetry setup for, yes. for
1: huge the tactical advantage.
2: Yeah, and I'll I'll be honest with you. Like last year, uh, me and and two other teammates on hijinks, like we talked about doing telemetry and having like real time data feedback on what the weapon was doing like in the case that we might want to tone things down or amp things up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and ultimately the telemetry package that we had for the robot, we left out uh, because like developing it and installing it and using it was like, honestly, we're, we're about to go into this fight. We're gonna go as hard as we can for three whole minutes if the weapon is overheating we're probably just gonna keep letting it overheat
1: <laughs> <laughs> send it but, yeah, full but
2: robot, yeah they have they've thought very long and very hard about how to maximize every system on the robot that kind of careful thinking is important i don't know that beta could have done uh, uh, like aside from a different configuration I don't know. There's anything you can do to counter the damage robots going to deliver to you. The only mm-hmm. thing they could have done was change the armor configuration. And beyond yeah. that, it was it was a matter of being durable enough to take the hits and delivering your own damage to them in return. And it just didn't go in their favor.
0: Yeah. Nope. No, it didn't. Let's move on to fight number five, a rematch from last year in Whiplash and yeah. Huge. Um, two great teams and. Unlike last year, where it was it was a very you know kind of cagey match between the two, this yeah. was absolute domination from Whiplash. Like, yeah. I didn't even think you could control Bot Hughes like that. Like that's that's ridiculous.
3: I mean, you and spoke he, yeah. when we talked to Matty Vasquez. You spoke about how they didn't give Valkyrie an inch, and it <laughs> was the same here. <laughs> it was absolutely the same here. When speaking to Matty, it was obvious that he was. More confident in this year's setup with Whiplash, with the new wheels, with the new uh, oh, yeah, protected was, weapon yeah. chain. You know, everything was where he wanted it to be. If this fight were to happen again, and he learned a lot from fighting Huge last year, um, so I think it was going to be a very difficult run for Huge. But you almost expect to see it because of the the rankings of the robots in their um, in their seedings. You know, this is a case of a robot that hasn't done as well this year fighting a robot that has done reasonably well this year, and you expect to see this outcome, and it's the upset if it goes the other way. Um, so yeah, I, I think it was great to have this matchup again. Um,
0: yeah, I also think as well when when to, like particularly towards the end, like unfortunately for Huge, they are kind of spindly arms that they have out the back um To kind of keep it balanced, they were just so yeah. bent and buckled, like yeah, yeah. just spinning. It just kept spinning. Yeah. It so they were both bent cool. the same way.
3: And I don't I quite understand. It, it was was it sa- Rams against the arena? I don't understand how that's happened. But <laughs> clearly, you know, they tried to go full Whackbot.
0: They like Battlebots are not allowed
1: parts <laughs> but they No, didn't not anymore. <laughs> they tried it. <laughs> it's it's it was it was a good fight. uh Yeah, it was I, it was good fight yeah absolutely i I did review the previous match before and to, to be honest I'm not exactly surprised that it went similarly yeah. uh it, it's it's tough uh because huge goes into this fight basically doing what I would have done where even like a really good example is their fight with gigabyte with such a short robot uh the the way to attack something over the top is to spin the spin spin the weapon the opposite way instead of trying to kick them away actually try to draw them in and even even so try to do some damage on top where they had that damage that we saw happen to whiplash from sawblaze. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So even, even to the point where Matt actually put more armor on the top because he, he knew that this was mm-hmm. definitely a possibility, but it didn't help. It didn't. No. And it's, yeah. it, it's interesting. There's a lot of fights for huge this season. Huge. I mean, Jonathan, I'm sure has talked about it and it's, it, it's very evident in, in a lot of huge's fights through all of its weight classes. It does expose a weakness in robots where you don't armor the top as much and the idea is that you have a robot that basically can just sit over top of yours and just shred it up it's interesting to see it kind of have a reverse meta effect where now robots are really finding Adapted ways too to huge to, to, mm. exactly i mean uh, jonathan did
3: say in this episode that whiplash is a worst case scenario I think them saw blaze, There aren't many
1: robots who. can I, I would hit say the hyper cage is a worst case scenario, Jemmy. <laughs> well, that that is.
3: <laughs> oh. That's,
1: ah, we've yeah, spoken oh, about that more than enough. Like, come <laughs> on, sorry, I'm a poster. I can't help it.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think robots who are designed to look the way they are full time, that then have a weapon that can reach huge is. Um, well, that's the thing as well. No. Whiplash can, can hit huge with its own weapon. Like, yes. Like many yeah. teams can they do that. They don't have to adapt that much right. to fight huge. I mean, they put the big, tall front plates on, which I'm glad to see back again yeah. uh, and working this time. It's you very know, effective. Well, um, yeah. Good stuff from Matty.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Talk, talk us through it from from your perspective, Joe.
2: Uh, no, I think you, you, you've got it. You've got it pinned down. Like, Whiplash really is a worst case scenario. Robot to yeah. for huge to fight, and part of it is the the reach because they have yeah. the arm, and they've got the articulation to get up and touch huge in a way that like my robot can't do that.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, you, we actually you, wreck- you kind of cut the, cut the wheels. To, You'd you, you, you sort of have that. to cut the wheels
1: down to the point where they can actually reach the body. <laughs> right. you know just kind of like shred them slowly like a cheese grater?
2: Yeah. Also, <laughs> I'll tell you this uh, in the in the preseason. Uh Orion and I had talked about like what are the robots we might want to fight? And I was like, well, what about what about huge? He's like, I don't think that's going to be a good fight for us in any of the ways. So I was like, what if we start upside down? And he was like, no, Jen, no. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it.
0: <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next season. Maybe.
2: Um next- Orion's a better strategist than I am. I just want to see cool things happen. Mm-hmm. We uh But, I mean, it's true, though. The only thing that our robot could do against Huge (laughs) is, like, sharpen up the teeth and try to take out the wheels. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's our only... I mean, your robot is
3: designed very much like a bike rack that it could potentially push it around (laughs) as is, you know?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we just got to be able to, like, take all the hits. We have to bring back the the chomp-top armor for that fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I think you're, you're dead. You're dead right about this one. It was, it was going to be a really difficult fight for huge. And it turned out going that so way. I think the,
0: they fought them the, twice in two years as well. The fact they had to fight them yeah. again, you know? Yeah.
2: But it's also like, these are two great robots too. So mm-hmm. like watching that fight was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Jonathan Schultz as the driver, like he was, he was doing some excellent maneuvering on those mm-hmm. wheels to try to counter what Maddie was doing. And I think Maddie acknowledged that right after the fight. He was like, he was doing a very good job of turning his wheel into me, so that I couldn't get all of the control that I wanted in the mm-hmm. inside of the robot. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he got so that. I one think it
2: was a very well driven fight.
1: Yeah, he got in there one time, one time, perfectly slotted in the underneath him, and he was like between the wheels. It was so cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. it was great stuff. It, it was a great fight from from the two as well. Like, you know, the, I think this was the only fight that went to the judges. I think in in this whole episode, and you know, credit to them both. They did put on a great show. To yeah. Once again, you know, those two teams, you know, I, I want to see them fight every season. I, I know, I don't care if the result's the same. It's just it's just great to watch.
1: Quite a rivalry showing up, huh? Mm.
0: Mm. Maybe, you know. maybe Hexbug will pay attention to that, who knows? You know, I, want, <laughs> I want
1: more Hexbug toys, man. There's too few of them.
0: I need right.
3: more. So if Hexbug is to make it huge, they need to follow my sage advice and go rechargeable batteries so that we can actually have... A battery pack fit inside huge because Aww. otherwise the A's aren't going to fit in there. How's that yeah. going to work? <laughs> <Maybe laughs> they have AAA's attached to the wheels or something. <laughs> <laughs> I see kids just making little bike racks
0: and attaching it to all of their robots. <laughs> no! no, no, stop, stop the kids. <laughs> let's move on before Jevon's blood pressure goes. <laughs> uh, let's talk.
1: About I blame it. myself. This is my fault.
0: Sub Zero and Valkyrie is All right. number. What six. A what a fight! Oh my god! I thought for a brief moment because that, that, that first exchange where Sub Zero gets gets this plowters Valkyrie and it's turned it round. I thought, oh my god, it's happening!
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. Sub Zero taking a leaf, a leaf out of the lockjaw uh, playbook mm. um, with the uh, the triangular
2: it's sort plow. of
3: plow thing, and you know Valkyrie got worked. thrown into the into the wall.
2: Oh it god! Really did get I... I almost thought, like, for a second there, I was like, oh, Valkyrie almost did the envelope slot. I thought mm-hmm. it was going to happen. Uh, it was so close. Well, so luck, they bounced back and I was like, whew, good yeah. lord. Mm-hmm.
1: If,
3: if,
2: if, two, two well, if two if two horizontal spinners had exited the arena in the same way on the same episode, I think I you should play the lottery that day. It, would be <laughs> <Definitely. odd. laughs> it was, But I'm so glad they bounced back.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, what a great fight after that as well. Sub-Zero just yeah. taking hit after hit like, as it's Known to have done over the over the years, at this point they've done it for you know they've kind of yeah. made a name for themselves for being I mean, this. So this is the thing: kill.
3: the first time that this version of Sub Zero has been the "You can't kill me yet, you can't kill me yet, I'm going to keep fighting." I don't think we've seen it much with this version. It, this version is now dialed in. I feel they've really got it to a, a good. A good point where you know even after they've taken some damage to the back plate and the flipper they were still getting flips in there and they were still taking the hits and you know it was a really good back and forth and the team did say at the end of the fight that was a really good fight and yeah, no shame fight. to going out like that oh, valkyrie yeah. was destructive it really was um,
1: valkyrie is ready to make a run it yeah. really is i i can't believe it because you, you
0: it's they haven't been I, threatening I've, to do so for the last couple of years. Yeah, they've mm. they've been hitting so hard for a while now. But the problem is that they haven't had the longevity to do so. They kept breaking yeah. right. down.
1: And their lower weight classes also show the same. You you watch Norwalk. Uh, their foiled series is basically little chibi Valkyrie. Yeah. Um, it's it it has a hard time one keeping its weapon going and also the drive. It's it's got the same problems. But if you could keep both of those going and really have this thing punch into your mouth real hard on, of your robot this thing is a world killer it, it it hits as hard as tombstone if not harder and they have so much going in and r d and this thing has broken so many times so once again you go back and fix everything that breaks it comes back it is really scary yeah. uh so i am worried
0: <laughs> about his next fight with, with Well, that whiplash yeah. like, <laughs> again uh, you know, they've I know. just they've just fought. that's a
2: bad luck yeah that's yeah. A bad I know. luck. For all, i think <laughs> it's giving
0: me shades of an overhaul and lockjaw from, from a season yeah definitely I mean can they will
3: they how are they going to change tactics is my question what What else well, could the they do well the weapon died
0: last time didn't it
3: and mm, I, f- right. I feel
0: like as much as whiplash you know we've, we've as I said I've said it before we've waxed lyrical about the way that Matt drives and keeps the pressure on teams that is true mm. at the same time when they fought last time the weapon did eventually stop mm-hmm and, but not before that. They'd already taken a huge chunk out of that wedge yes. at the front. I do wonder if Valkyrie can keep that weapon going for three minutes. Yeah, just it, another 30 seconds. It could be a different story. It oh, really, yeah. really could be. Because you saw how Whiplash was getting flung across the box. It was like yeah. it was like it was nothing. So I think Whiplash it's is still the favorite. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think Whiplash is still the favorite. But just. if Valkyrie can keep it going for for three minutes, it could be a different story. It really could oh, be. Yeah. I suppose we should move on to Malice and Gigabyte. I do feel a bit sorry for Malice, because this, yeah. for me, it just wasn't a draw that suited it.
2: Yeah, so it's an interesting one, because uh, Gigabyte versus Copperhead...
0: Feels like a long time ago now, doesn't it? It feels was? like
2: a long time ago now, but it was yeah. <laughs> it was actually last week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it, Malice is a, a very interesting design, because it, it is a, a very directly scaled up beetle wave. Yes, Odium and draw. Animus. Yeah, and... Yeah, watching this build progress, Uh, I watched with great curiosity to see if that scaling was going to wind up working out for them. Because the frame itself around the horizontal drum, when I had a look at their their CAD in the pre-preseason, you know, sometimes you have like an instinct, like you get a feeling about a design. Like, obviously, I don't have access to their specs and and their FEA. But Mm -hmm. like you look at this frame, like it feels a bit thin. For the mm-hmm. kind of force that you're trying to control. Uh, but it has, they've done very well so far. They've actually been quite effective. Um, so, that, you know, as long as that drum is spinning, it is dealing out damage. Uh, but, you know, Gigabyte is just all weapon. It's yeah. all.
1: <laughs> the shape was tough too, honestly. Yeah. This is similar like, to what two, Pete told us last week with with Bloodsport fighting Kronos, where it's just going to like, it's like two. It just kind mm. of bo- bounce off of it instead of really getting good bite each and every yeah, time they yeah. hit
2: like i think the best thing you can do in a gigabyte fight is try to spin reverse if you have a horizontal try to spin against them and then Mm -hmm. hope that you don't break before they do and catch something good the chunks that were taken out of the drumette
3: have
1: you oh man i just Uh, saw those pictures too yeah they
3: are wow um (laughs) i mean it makes it look like
2: aluminum foil instead of a solid block of aluminum yeah (laughs) It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think, again, this is a testament to, to Gigabyte this season because in previous years, okay, yes, they've been back for a few years now, but they haven't really done much. Of course, they beat Minotaur when Minotaur was struggling last season. You know, they had a couple of wins last year, but they've really turned a corner now. Like I think
3: one of the upsides for them is that they... In between last season and this, they got to go and fight in China again. And it's something that we see with some of the other teams, that they can test out things that didn't quite go right on BattleBots. They can test it out at King of Bots and then come back, or they can test it out at another competition, something like Robot Ruckus if you've got a a non-spinning weapon. you know The opportunity to test things out and, and have another run at it. The difference between Gigabyte and Megabyte was always massive for me, between the two versions, the one we saw in BattleBots and the one we saw in King of Bots. This time, this is what the one in China is, basically. It is really quite the monster and um, it's breaking things. It's breaking many, many things. (laughs) It's It's
1: breaking hearts. Crushing oh, dreams. It
0: is. I mean, I, I will give the Malice team enormous credit for massively celebrating them even losing at the yeah. end of that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, David Scream. Right. That, that was so good. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> that was a great fight to to watch. I I was not ringside for for that fight, but like it was a yeah. There's just so much energy in it. And I you know, I think the entire Malice team, like they they love it. They yeah. love being there and you can see that. And it's really fun to to see them win or lose. Like they are clearly there because they want to be there. And that's great.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: They think- got close at one point to riding up the entire sort of gigabyte wedge. Oh yeah. And taking the pole. Oh, that, that, would that would have been, been so cool. To, yeah. <laughs> As if they just okay, we're gonna use you like a stump ramp now.
0: <laughs> uh what what might have been, but sa- sadly malice. You know, their season comes to an end, maybe mm. a little bit prematurely, but they they can be happy with how they've done. I think they they've, yeah. they've, they've kind of they've proven their point. I think that's that's fair. Definitely, fair enough. we
1: were we were definitely worried about the. Uh, I, I I think I can even go back to when we were first talking about in previewing these rows. We were worried about its durability, uh, but it really took a beating in this it fight. And uh,
0: it, it, went, it went on for about a couple of you know a good couple of minutes mm. as well. Like they they took yeah. they took some good hits and. Fair enough to them. You know, they, they lasted against a, a top-quality machine in Gigabyte. Uh-huh. And the last fight of yeah. the episode is Hydra and Hypershock 1 and 32. I, for a brief moment, a brief moment... <laughs> Thought that Hypershock was going to do it because
2: ah uh, yes that, that, yeah. first,
0: that first big like for the first thirty seconds Will is just driving circles around Hydra Hydra mm-hmm. just, yes not
3: do and he's just like, Hydra is once again getting stuck on the floor yes yep. it is yeah it, it is I so low well seasoned
0: the floor taking off those pods at the front as well just before yeah. the fight just to
3: mm-hmm. get in his head that a was wonderful bit. and it, I think yeah. they really did get into his head because yeah. he was flipping like mad going oh, I'm going to hit I'm going to hit I'm going to hit mm-hmm. and never did and I thought wow if this is how he's going to continue this fight he's not pressuring these flips very much. No. If mm-hmm. Will can get round and hit something vital, which he did at one point, then that, yeah.
0: that first big, ch- you know, you see Hydra just like fly to the other side of the arena, and you thought, oh my god, it's happening. Mm-hmm. And then and- the weapon died.
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. And then the fight kind of took a, a bit of a turn.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like at right after, it, after that hit. Um- yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Hydra, oh, uh, very impressive after that point, but I think a bit of a scare, and I think as much as they've been very they have been very good this year you know there is that still that doubt like can they take a hit because yes we've seen them fight minotaur in the past and They, you know they didn't last very long against them mm-hmm. they took that huge hit from hypershock and like, they, i think it did rattle them and i yeah. do wonder oh, yeah. if the weapon kept going would it have gone the other way and i think
1: yep. we gone. almost saw that earlier in the season with witch doctor honestly mm-hmm. I, I mean will witch doctor said, yeah uh, not
3: will What's his name? Jake. Mike? Jake. That's him. Jake Jake said (laughs) in his pre-fight interview that hypershock is more dangerous to them upside down. It can connect better upside down. So, you know, flipping is always a risk for them. They've got to be sure and they've got to be precise. Otherwise, they're going to take some damage. And I think, yes, hypershock looked a little bit ugly without the two front wedges on, but from a tactical point of view, they had as much reach as they possibly could have, and it paid off. You know, oh
0: yeah. I think for all those saying as well, oh, Hypershock cheated their way into the thirty-two. Uh, I think that kind of shut a lot of people up as well because I think whoever goes in against Hydra is going to have a tough time. Hydra is such a good robot. It's mm-hmm. it's won fight after fight in preseasons for the last two years now.
1: Yeah, it, it, that's another thing. That's all. That, that's also probably another reason why they got the one seed. They, they went undefeated both. Of the regular Mm, seasons exactly that doesn't happen by accident
0: yeah i think you know when you watch this fight back you know i think a lot of people are going to think actually you know hypershock was probably the right choice here because it it gave us a great fight you know the 32 nearly could really could have beaten the one it's just that on this occasion you know hypershock came over all hypershock and and Mm.
1: what a way to go
0: oh i know we did get a
1: second toaster slot that
3: was great
0: (laughs) (laughs) It went out yeah. in the in the envelope. Uh, <laughs>
3: yeah. I love the I'm like, the images of the the ref. Like yeah. it's just right You're in front right. of it it's,
0: going, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm right out now.
3: it's not gonna come back in. It's done. No. <laughs> but you, you yeah. don't know. It might the drive up. RA2 physics, well, it could drive up the wall. Who knows?
2: It could it, yeah. He's got, a, he's got a decent drivetrain will get you back up. We actually uh, so this is the part that was almost like a little bit extra heartbreaking at the end of the uppercut hijinks fight, we're like like there's a moment where like the weapon is on the wall. Could we could we walk up the wall on the weapon? Is it possible? Yeah. And then the control like there's a twitch, and then it slides yeah. a little bit deeper in. I'm like, ah.
1: There's a really ah! old BattleBots fight that I still love, uh, and I believe it's oh my god, I'm not going to remember. It was it, it was Mike Winter's old robot, Spin Opening Force, where he gets stuck on the spike strip. And the way he gets off the spike strip is he puts his saw into the floor as a wheel to pull himself off the spike strip. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And I was hoping, I was hoping we would see something like that in the season. Cause I love, I, I love events like that or like there's uh the, the, the season three final between Vladiator and minion where Vladiator gets stuck in the wall and stuck on the spikes. And you see gauge just burning his tires, trying to get out. And then eventually like it right now, it gets to one, he pulls off and then it, it like it, it, the whole, whole fight changes. And it's like, Oh, I just love events like that, and I'd I'd love to see more of those.
0: I do hope one day we can see a robot escape from the trench. That would be so That'd cool. Be quite fun. <laughs> see someone like you know, just have enough to just kind of pull themselves up the wall a little bit, just to fall over the edge or something. Just something like that would, yeah. be, would be incredible. Pulling hooks be allowed? I feel like that's
3: a form of entanglement <laughs> if used in a very strange way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fire fire at
0: the roof and pull yourself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't think that'll happen somehow. But regardless, we have covered. The first half of the round of 32, and Jen, thank you so much for talking through us, talking through us with it, talking through it with us. You're right, Absolutely. Sam. <laughs> I, yeah. I forgot my words for a second there. <laughs> um, thank, yeah, thank you for having me. It's it yeah. absolute pleasure. And as much as it is a shame we haven't seen maybe the best of hijinks this season, I'm sure in the years to come, you know, as we said already, you know, it is a first year, but
2: yep. if
0: you compare it to where other first years have have been this year, it's been up there. So. Mm. it's it's been been great to see how high hijinks will progress in the future
2: yeah with the blessing of the selection committee we will be back with an improved robot and ah i'm looking forward to that every day we're working on it every day
3: selection committee a note to you if if you don't want a season full of vertical spinners get an
0: interesting (laughs) sign like hijinks that's what you gotta do there you go it's very very easy to do with all that said though i am sam elliott 64
1: i'm steve the american killjoy I'm World of Woodrow.
0: And I'm Jen Herkenroeder. And the three of us, at least, we'll see you next week for the second half of the round of 32 bracket. We'll see you then.